0: Did you know that we still use smoke signals as a way to communicate even today? Now smoke signals have been used across history to communicate over long distances. These involve starting a fire and burning something that causes a lot of smoke and starting that smoke to communicate. The earliest use of smoke signals was along the Great Wall of China. Soldiers would use it to communicate attacks from enemy tribes that were coming. Since the wall was so long, it was impossible to defend it without a way of communication. Then, in 150 BC, Polybius, a Greek historian, devised a way to communicate alphabets and words using smoke and fire. He turned all the letters into numbers and used them to spell the words. But what's interesting is that even today, with all our communication gadgets, gizmos, we still use smoke signals for important historical information. For example, when a new pope is being elected, black smoke is let out of the chimney to signal a hung or failed vote. And white smoke is used to signal a successful election of the next pope. So back in the day, communication was difficult to do. I remember an era of telephones and phones with big dials on them. Most of the day was spent very peacefully with maybe three or four calls coming in max. One family member inquiring about another, somebody saying that they're leaving from work, etc. Interestingly, every phone number was written down in a book that we all got delivered home every year. And I remember searching for numbers of girls that my friends had crushes on. So, guessing from their surname, we would figure out who to call and maybe 10 phone calls later, we would be talking to that person. There was no such thing as privacy back in the day. Anyway, continuing, most of human civilization was spent with very little communication. It was mostly face-to-face or word-of-mouth communication. Let's compare that with today's world. On an average, a 35-year-old sends 100 messages a day. So, this does not even include the younger generation, which are messaging far more. This does not include the emails that we receive. This does not include the DMs and the Snapchats that we send. This does not include the endless spam and phone calls that we get. But most importantly, this does not include the number of posts that we scroll on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, because let's face it, each post is a message that we're picking up. In this hyperconnected world, we're all suffering from something called communication fatigue. Welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast, the podcast where we evolve into the best versions of ourselves, one awesome habit at a time. I'm Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach. And communication burnout, also known as communication fatigue, is a state of exhaustion. It decreases one's effectiveness due to prolonged and excessive communication. This can happen in various contexts, including work, relationships, and online interactions. In our modern digital age, communication has become more constant and all-pervasive than ever before. While our modern communication tools offer numerous benefits in terms of connectivity and convenience, they can also lead to a range of negative effects, including communication burnout. Here are three negative effects. The first is constant connectivity gives us the feeling of being connected 24-7. It makes us feel constantly switched on. And our human biology was not designed for this kind of activity. We were designed to be switched off and recharged from time to time. We're constantly on and being tired and depressed every single day. The second problem is something that I call blurring of boundaries. And this is the problem because we're so well connected. We often do not realize when work stops and our personal life starts. You might switch off your laptop, but a work message from a colleague might be on WhatsApp. When I first started working, we didn't have laptops. And at that time, taking your work home meant lugging around these huge files of paper. Now everything is constantly with us in the cloud somewhere. The third issue is expecting immediate responses. And this, according to me, is one of the worst outcomes of technology. Our style of communication has killed our ability to be patient We want to know everything as soon as we ask. This puts us under a lot of pressure because we feel that we have to reply immediately as well. So communication burnout is a real thing affecting millions of people. Every time you look at your phone with dread, expecting a message from someone, this is communication burnout. Every time you feel tired and you fling your phone away, that is also communication burnout. And as your habit coach, I want you to be in control of your communication And not feel overwhelmed by it. So here are a few habits that you can use to prevent communication burnout from taking place. First, we need to learn to draw our boundaries. You do not need to reply to everyone who messages you instantly. You do not need to make yourself available to the world all the time. You see, when I was growing up, polite thing to do was answer the phone before the second ring. And always maintain communication. But this was because communication was expensive back then, and only important things were communicated. Today, it is free, and hence it is abused. You need to create a system where you do not answer calls or messages when you're busy, or resting, or with your family. Keeping your phone on DND or Do Not Disturb is a great way to maintain that boundary. Another great way to establish a boundary is to not look at work emails outside of work hours and reply to official WhatsApps only when you are in work mode. The second habit is to keep two hours in a day where your phone is on airplane mode. No one can reach you and you cannot do that endless scrolling. I do this one hour after I wake up and I do this one hour before going to bed. This way I maintain my sanity and moments of peace from that endless stream of communication that exists. The third habit is to check your email only twice a day. When you do this, you're not distracted by emails coming in when you're focusing on writing a presentation. For example, when I'm working on my podcast or when I'm writing for my books, my phone is off and my emails are deactivated on my laptop. As your habit coach, I want you to be mindful of your communication. Are you oversharing? Are you spending too much time thinking about other people's problems? Instead, learn to draw your boundaries and recharge your batteries. Even our phones need to take a break from time to time and charge themselves. If you like this episode, don't forget to hit subscribe. Also, give us a rating, it really helps with people discovering the podcast. If you like podcasts like this, check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can also watch all the episodes on the Habit Coach Awesome 180 YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, everywhere. You can also reach out to me. I am Ashton Doc at Twitter and Instagram. You can connect with me on my website, awesome180.com. You can also check out my two new books, Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. And the second, The Book of Good Habits for Kids. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach.